0: Yeah. All right, you want a slate? <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's, let's slate on the on the. We'll do a one, two, three, four slate with Ringo. One, two, three, four.
1: <laughs>
0: Untitled Beatles podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Untitled Beatles podcast. We are here at the Billy Goat Tavern. First of all, I'm Tony. And Who are I'm you? T- I'm
1: TJ, and I ordered fries, and then to make up for it, said it's a bit, and it wasn't a bit. They <laughs> <laughs> said fries, cheeseburger, and a coke. Uh, no coke, uh, Pepsi. Okay, uh, perfect and fresh fries. No fries, cheap. Okay, cheese. One cheeseburger, one Pepsi, one
0: cheeseburger Uh, Chips, no fries here at the Billy Goat Tavern We're at the uh, Lower Hubbard location, downtown Chicago Oh,
1: Lower Hubbard (laughs) But, you know, they have Coke, where they didn't have Coke back in the day Uh, No Coke, uh,
0: Pepsi Right, Pepsi, no Coke Everything's changed Yeah,
1: things have flip-flopped I think if you go to the one on Madison, it's fries, no No chips Right, if you go to the one in Madison, it's all, it's brats, no shandies (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Curds, no no, turds. <laughs> <laughs> Say the turds
0: and you'll be free.
1: <laughs> All you need is
0: <laughs> Well, we're, go- we're here because we're going to go see Ringo, man. Yeah. I'm stoked.
1: I, I am. Uh, I cannot wait to see a beetle with it. It's, we're seeing a beetle together. It's kind of cool. First for time, the show, yeah.
0: First time together that we're seeing a beetle. And come together is the song that plays when we're here. Aha.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. On many levels, man. Many levels. So, what are you most looking forward to mm. about the show tonight? This is your first. You are. You've not oddly, but you've seen Ringo with uh, with Paul. Yeah.
0: So I. I looked up at Dodger Stadium a few years ago, caught Paul, and then, yeah, Ringo came on for the encore.
1: Talk about a great surprise for the audience, right? The last surviving members of the Beatles performed a few of the Fab Forest classics. Of course, you hear in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Sounds amazing. And they played Helter Skelter as well. Special drum kit was brought out for Ringo to play, and both Paul and Ringo wishing the crowd... Peace and love. Sergeant
0: Pepper and Healthy Skelter was amazing, but I've never actually seen this, the All-Star Band. So this is going to be my first one.
1: I've seen many iterations of this. I didn't see the earliest ones, but... No? I saw the one with uh, Frampton, and I saw a couple with Billy Preston. Did you see a John Entwistle one? I, yes, John Entwistle, oh, I believe, awesome. was the same one as...
0: Frampton? That makes sense, right?
1: Uh, no, John Entwistle... Ed- Wait a minute. Okay, i am got to get my All-Star Band knowledge here.
0: John Entwistle joined the all-star band briefly in 1995 in a lineup that included Randy Bachman from BTO, Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad, Billy Preston from Billy Preston, Felix Cavalieri from the Rascals, Mark Rivera from Foreigner, and a young drummer by the name of Zach Starkey. Frampton was asked to join in 1995, but he wasn't available and later joined the band for the 97 and 98 tours. You're welcome.
1: I saw the one with Howard Jones, as we've discussed. That's my voice yelling. Yes. Um, all the young dudes right before, take the long way home. <laughs> and we played it a bunch. I'm on a Ringo record. Yeah, man, you got the
0: the latest, the Greek record he put out uh, on Record Store Day last year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There were two copies in stock at the store. I got it at, but that's awesome. Yeah, man, it's it's quite a sight to see Ringo with all these people. And this is his longest. It's almost like Paul with his current band. This is the longest iteration of the all star band that's existed.
0: That's very true, man. Yeah. So it's Steve Lukather on guitar. He's from Toto. Colin Hay from Men at Work, also on guitar, I believe.
1: He's not from Jodo, yet.
0: (laughs) Hamish Stewart from Average White Band, bass, I imagine.
1: Excuse me, and the Paul McCartney Tripping the Live Fantastic album. Thank you. And most of the tracks on Flowers in the Dirt and Off the Ground. There you
0: go. So there's a Paul connection. I heard Edgar Winter's coming back. Is that right? Is he in this lineup?
1: Is anybody ready to take a free ride? I thought he was, maybe. I believe he is. And if he isn't, I'm just going to yell Frankenstein all show.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to yell, because I want them to do some deep cut stuff. I hope Edgar Winter does Solar Strut. I I hope the average white... (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I hope Average White Band does Schoolboy Crush. I'm, I want Toto to do something from the Dune original soundtrack. Uh, I really hope Men at Work play Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive.
1: This is the story <laughs> of Dr. Heckle. I don't to that one. <was> nice. Believes the underdog will eventually survive.
0: And maybe something from the Kansas, uh, that 1986 Power album, uh, because that's uh, Warren Ham is also in this group on sax from that record, and then Greg Bissonette on drums.
1: Where's so, your yeah. Santana joke, my guy?
0: <laughs> that, that, I did right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, the, the, strike, the strike just yeah,
1: ended. I've They're seen, tired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been marching all day. You want me to make a Santana joke? What do you think I am?
0: Yeah, man, you sent me a picture of them recently. You texted me a picture of them, and like one of the guys was wearing a wig, and it looked like Greg Bissonette had Captain Hook hands. It turns out he was holding drum brushes, and it was a blurry, you know, it's a little text picture. Anyway.
1: No, you, you don't know. He's like a baseball player with a hook hand.
0: <laughs> He's the Jim Abbott. He's
1: the Jim, Jim Abbott, right? Yeah. You know,
0: I was born missing my right hand. And yeah, I played baseball. A lot of people can relate to baseball stories, but I played with one hand. And you may
1: not be able to do it just the way everybody else does it, but that doesn't mean you can't do it just as well.
0: Or that band, The Barbarians, from the 60s, who had, the the drummer had a hook for a hand, and he, instead of a hook, he put a drumstick there, and they had a hit all about it. Moldy or something like that, it's called.
1: I remember the days when things were real bad for me. It was right after my accident, when I lost my hand. It seemed like I was all alone.
0: Nobody to help me. You know, I almost gave up all my hopes and dreams. But then, then, then something inside me kept telling me, way down inside me,
1: over and over again, keep going on. Yeah, on.
0: Yeah, man, so it is around Halloween. It's October. I heard, TJ, I heard that maybe the Ringo All Star Band is gonna cover. You know, in the spirit of Halloween, they're gonna cover Fish's Billy Breed's album in its entirety.
1: Yeah, that would be so (laughs) gross. We always felt like lepers. We used to just get lambasted by the press regularly. I'm not gonna lie that and say that it's it's a pleasant experience being told that you suck by by the press. But I was at the concerts. And people were having a great time.
0: <laughs> In all sincerity, yeah. TJ, as a Beetle Sniffer, I really do. I hope I hope to catch a Ringo drumstick, and then that way I can just suck the sweat right off of it.
1: Yeah, suck that stick. Suck that At stick. At Kenny Rogers Roaster.
0: <laughs> we want you to be healthy. <laughs> Teacher says. Suck. Suck that stick. <laughs> oh, somebody's burgers are uh, in. Right. New, <laughs> <laughs> new choice. Oh, uh, what I'm actually hopeful for, I really do hope Ringo plays snookeroo. I'm not holding my breath. But I really, that's my favorite Ringo song, I think.
1: Well, I, I I, don't want to pooch your great Halloween bit about covering a fish album, but you are aware Ringo's touring albums, and tonight he's doing Sentimental Journey. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh, good. I like that one.
0: Gonna take sentimental journey. It's the Ringo All Star Band are playing the Chicago Theater. It's I saw pavement last year at this, this very same location and it was good. It was good yeah. I like the venue.
1: Yeah, it's a great place. Tony and I are in a box. We're almost like attending opera. We're oh, like
0: a... I brought my jewelry to rattle. <laughs>
1: well, I'm in
0: the cheaper seats. Uh, oh, oh, how did that
1: work? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great show, and I'm excited for you to see, because with all due respect to Ringo, there's a madness associated to these shows that is indescribable. When Ringo's playing along with Greg Bissonette on a second set to Rosanna, <laughs> one of the hits of 82, yeah. a year before. Ringo couldn't get Old Wave released anywhere Except Germany and Canada Right It's hilarious <laughs> Right And that was the best thing About Sheila E I'm like Oh Ringo's playing drums On The Glamorous Life <laughs> <laughs> Yeah That's probably One of the best Like
0: in the wild moments <laughs> I can't Believe it
1: She wants to leave
0: Yeah, I can't wait. So, like I said, this is my first time seeing Ringo. This is our first time catching a Beatle. I'm glad I'm doing it with you, man. Thank you for these tickets. This is You found this, so thank you, buddy.
1: I grabbed him without... Uh, I, I didn't pay. We split it, but I grabbed him. they yeah. was one on sale knowing that you would... I didn't ask before I bought him. I just bought two. I get
0: it, and I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to... TJ, you never have to ask.
1: Well, when Beatlemania comes... <laughs> To the Schubert 485 a ticket. <laughs> it's very visual. Visual effects are really the last part.
0: Beatlemania starts August 7th for limited engagement at the Schubert Theater. Tickets at the box office, Ticketron, or call 977-1700 for telecharge.
1: There's never been a revival of Beatlemania because it got shut down. Legally After a while. Is that right? It went the way of complete Beatles. Yeah, you're not allowed to. It can't be licensed. That's why you can't even, like, watch that or rent that, meaning, like, the movie version either. Ariston never put it on CD. The last issue of it ever was that hair records, the one that you have, where they... Yeah, with the trapper keepers. The, the gray travel keeper design and <laughs> the picture embedded in it. Yeah. Um, but, and they, for some reason, it was still too out. Oh, no.
0: Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. no. Dick Buck has died.
1: Oh. Oh. oh, that's sad. Well, we're here at the Billy Goat. Era. I mean, that's one of those... It's one of the great bears of... Those great Bears teams in the 60s and 70s. First of all, Dick personified Chicago. He's from Chicago. He didn't just play for the Bears. He grew up on the south side of Chicago, went to Chicago vocational school. There was nothing fancy about him. He grew up on the south side. He and, and Ray Nitschke, who obviously the great Packer linebacker, these were like the toughest guys. I was scared of them as like a grown man. I was scared to like walk up to them and say hello. And the irony is that Dick was so funny. I mean, he made his living after football sort of making fun of himself using his great sense of humor. But he was... (laughs) Devastation describes it all. And this has been Bears Talk on the Untitled Beatles (laughs) podcast. Once again, breaking news that Dick Buckus has died at uh, 80 years old and it is a surprise that he's dead at 80. Uh, Mongo will outlive him. Back to the Beatles.
0: All right, here we are. We made it in. Thank you, CJ, for bringing the tickets. You didn't lose them. No.
1: Looking at some merch. Yeah, looking at uh, the Peace and Love shirt. It's a uh, blue and purple tie-dye. Yeah, it's got like an Eiffel Tower feel to it, and it's only $50. Oh, yeah, not bad for a T-shirt. <laughs> Comes with a free copy of his cassette. Peace and Love. See, I thought
0: he was saying love and peace now, TJ. I want a love and peace t-shirt, damn it. <laughs> no, you're not allowed.
1: Trademark, copyright that.
0: <laughs> How can I try to convince you that love and peace and kindness can change your
1: world? I was once mocked by a longtime ex-girlfriend for wearing a shirt with Ringo's face on it to a Ringo Starr concert in 2001. She thought you should've worn a Jimmy Nichols shirt. Well, she, she was very offended that my shirt didn't have the Howard Jones No One Is to Blame cover on it, I guess. <laughs>
0: All right, so we're in box 18. It's in the upper area, but it's a box. And what's nice is I can stand if I want to, and no one's behind me. It's just a wall. Uh, But, yeah, man, looking forward to this. All right, we're playing uh, T-shirt bingo
1: with TJ Shanoff. What did you just spot? Well, I've checked my Toto box, (laughs) and that's not a Wizard of Oz reference, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, the guys wearing a Toto T-shirt, maybe from a recent tour. If you're buying a Toto shirt from a recent Toto Tour, you're a very wealthy libertarian and you might be intolerable.
0: <laughs> well, I just bought Toto 17, or as you would say, Toto XVII.
1: <laughs> it took me a little longer, but we got to the same place. <laughs> or I'm just repeating things you've said. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean you're a classic, classic improv, improv hack repeater.
1: Hack. Hack. repeater <laughs> hack. <laughs> <laughs> Our box mates have arrived I order from box mates a lot When I get delivery for food and all that kind of stuff Hey, how are you? Good How you Good. doing? So while we're playing t-shirt bingo Another bingo topic I thought of is How many times Ringo says peace and love? That's obvious And also how many times Ringo says What's my name? All right. That's my favorite moment Is when he yells what's my name
0: I'm going for three what's my names I'm going to go for nine piece and loves. So I'm doing multiples of 3.
1: Okay, well, I'm, then, I'm going to I'm going to pretend that like you set the over under and I'm going to take the over on both. So you think more than 3, more or than more 9. More than 9, yeah. Okay. By a lot.
0: thank you for getting these tickets man you bought them like as soon as they came out you said hey i got tickets you want to go i said of course
1: yeah, I you couldn't miss seeing solo Ringo. I know you saw him with Paul McCartney at Dodger Stadium, which is like I'm like I'm proud of you. I feel emotion for you to have experienced <laughs> seeing the two Beatles together. I
0: lucked out. That was a coup, man. Yeah. That was a total coup.
1: That's really neat. Um and I've seen Ringo a bunch. I saw him on his recent the last tour, the stop in Chicago, which was also a Chicago theater. Uh I have so many thoughts on this show, but I'll kick it off by saying I've seen Ringo. I didn't count how many times I've seen him. I'm pretty sure it's seven or eight. I'll go look at all my tickets at some point and maybe more, and I feel like this is the least amount of fucking around and the tightest the band was overall of any time I've ever seen the all-star band. It didn't feel as novelty funny as it usually does. It didn't feel as like, I mention this all the time, but going from take the long way home into the glamorous life, into all the young dudes, into photograph is fucking weird. There wasn't (laughs) such weirdness here. The songs kind of, there was no Kiri Lazon There was no, um, you know, uh, I, 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 random comparative. You know, uh, Howard Jones. There was no things can only get better. Uh, this felt like a classic rock show, and I felt like it pushed Ringo. At eighty-three years old, to be at about the best I've ever seen him. So yeah, I I went thinking of, this is going to be fun for the novelty, and of course, being in a room with a Beatle, there's nothing more special other than my own family. Being in a room <laughs> with a Beatle is amazing. It really is. Like you and I were together, and there was a beetle there, and that's yeah, man, not, not going to happen much longer. And it's not, it doesn't happen for everyone. And I loved it musically, and it didn't pay off comedically, and that's fine. Yeah, so what do you mean by fucking around? This is my
0: first time seeing him. So, you know, I've heard the all-star band, the first one. I heard the Greek album. You know, I've I've heard snippets from all the other tours. So when you say fucking around, what, is, what does that mean? Are they like just kind of like talking a lot between songs?
1: No, the Ringo shtick. The three things I didn't hear him do this time. I mean, he didn't do the what's my name thing a bunch of times. No, he didn't. I didn't hear name? it once, right? What's-
0: Just in case anybody
1: forgot. No, I don't think he did it at all. And yeah. while well, he flashed the peace and love signs,
0: right? How many? Or is it well, love and peace? Love and love, the right? They were single,
1: right? <laughs> Rewind forward from the album. Pause. Eject. The peace and love slash love and pieces were seemed kind of missing in action. He didn't do the bit that he does before the encore of right about now is when I walk off stage and you all clap for a long time. And, you know, then I come back and it's a big surprise. But we're not going to do that. I'm staying right here. Like he does a bit like that before a little help from my friends. They've seen him do it a few times. Okay and yeah i mean edgar winter whatever he was on whatever sativa or upper or like coffee we'll get into his individual stuff but like the energy of the show felt great and yeah ringo wasn't sticky back at the billy goat
0: i brought this up when you sent me a picture of the new all-star band it was like a backstage picture i legitimately thought they were wearing wigs and had captain hook hands <laughs> And I thought it was like Halloween, like, oh, it's the Halloween show, they dress up or something because it's October. <laughs> but no. That was Steve Lukather's actual hair.
1: (laughs) Yes. Looking like the wizard in the Wizard of Oz. Ozzie Smith reference.
0: (laughs) So I retract. I retract my uh, comments from the Billy Goat about them getting dressed up for Halloween. They did not perform (laughs) Fish's Billy Breeds album. Uh, They did not do Solar Strut. Uh, Edgar Winter did not do Solar Strut. Toto didn't do anything from the Dune soundtrack. They did not do snookeroo. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> but they did do a bunch of cool uh, unexpected songs. A, because I hadn't checked setlist.fm. Me neither. <laughs> I,
1: I don't go before. I roughly know what they're going to do, but I don't want to know what happened last night yeah. in, in New Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. I I like being surprised, you know, Yeah,
0: and that's what a live show is. It should be, you know
1: knowing the set list can also only lead to disappointment. If it's the one night, like, Oh, of course they're doing this tune every single night. And then they don't do it the night you see them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. And I loved our seats, by the way, we were in box uh, 18. So we had a box last box in the theater last box in the theater we were legitimately the kids in the back of the classroom <laughs> our box mates
1: hated us we had two you and i had two stools in the back of the box hey yeah. get to the back of the box you two look different and then there were two chairs where a very nice couple obviously in love they made yeah. out every time there was a you know <laughs> I think during Frankenstein they must have made out. Ten, they basically pulled a Lauren Boebert She was vaping. He's feeling her. No, no, they, they were lovely people.
0: Yeah, they were nice people. They hated us. They, yeah, they endured our uh, <laughs> the podcast we were doing behind them.
1: <laughs> me screaming during any quiet moment. Me screaming, way of the world.
0: Hello, hey, shoot. <laughs>
1: private
0: property <laughs> Yeah man, yeah. Yeah, he was wearing this black sport coat. It was spangled in stars, you know. To me that's that's pretty like it was warm in that room too. It was not cool.
1: It was warm. We were both breaking a sweat. We were up dancing the whole show. We stood Yeah man. Yeah, we stood for uh, pretty much the whole show. <laughs> Other than spilling M&Ms and picking them up and debating whether or not we should eat them. <laughs> hey man, 5 minute rule. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be ours. <laughs> in hands in M&M's. Clapping hands and M and M's. Clapping hands and M and M's. All hands of M and M's. Chomping them, chocolate melts in your mouth,
0: not in your hand. M and M's, chocolate
1: candies. Hey, well, should we go through the set list? Yeah, let's go with the setlist. And I have in front of me the vinyl that, of course, I've played. I played this record more than people played uh, the uh, the fourth Zeppelin album. <laughs> I wasn't going to call it <laughs> Zeppelin 4, but that's not it. Uh, many times. I played this once. I've got the Ringo Starr double live album from the 2019 tour that I got on Record Store Day. At Groovin' yeah. High Vinyl on the south side of Belmont, just west of sheffield if you're in chicago the guy who runs Grooven high is awesome it's a great store he's only open 90 minutes a week and he doesn't tell you when <laughs> so there's a bit of a brigadoon aspect but much love to Grooven high vinyl that has made it through they got a great selection of stuff they've had a sealed copy of Gontrapo under harrison since
0: 2004 <laughs> <laughs> well there you go there you go <laughs> yeah so let's go through the tracks Opens with Matchbox, the Carl Perkins cover, man. That was, I was not expecting that as the opener. What does he usually open with? He usually opens with a Don't Come Easy or something, right? A
1: lot of times it's a Don't Come Easy, yeah. Or yeah. he'll do with like a cute, like with little help from my friends, the band will sing Billy Shears and then he'll walk out ah. to a tag of that and then a Don't Come Easy comes up.
0: Right, yeah. So yeah, opens with a cover. Was it upbeat, unexpected? It be- that was fun. It should be noting. Greg Bissonnette is wearing a Chicago, the band Chicago
1: t-shirt. That means there's no question Peter Cetera is here tonight. (laughs) It was great, great playing on this. The band really worked out like the all-star band version of Matchbox in 2023 is the antithesis of the George Harrison Clapton rollover Beethoven. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I didn't get a showbiz pizza vibe off of these guys. Yeah, yeah, they were playing rock and roll, not rock and roll by numbers or the Who by numbers, for for, for, <laughs> for that matter. But it's true. I, I was so impressed with Matchbox. Yeah, hearing Edgar Winter do the the kind of Jerry Lee Lewis type piano playing was just great.
0: I agree, man. That was a good opener. Yeah, then into "It Don't Come Easy," which is a great song. That's a that's a fun one. That's swaying back and forth. So Ringo is. Front and center, just with a microphone. He's not playing drums yet.
1: As Sean Hannity might say, there's a lot of war and ham. There's a <laughs> <laughs> war and ham playing. I just, I forgive me. Maybe it's only me, but war and ham becoming war on ham, especially from a Jewish perspective, is a way funnier joke in my mind than it clearly is saying it out loud. In my mind, war and ham is peak satire. And that's why peak I'm not satire. working. <laughs> war <and> ham. <laughs> At any rate, Warren Ham's play, multi-instrumentalist, you know, when, I think last time, no, Warren Ham was that last time, but that role was usually filled for decades by Mark Rivera, Billy Joel's saxophone Mm, player. Right. Um, And it's been Warren Ham for the last bunch of years. Yeah, Warren Ham plays great sax on this. He nailed the uh, the solo in the intro, and he's he sang the high parts, which we'll get to in a few of the other songs. But what'd you think of this? I thought this was a great read.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, it sounded like the song Sounds. To me, it's a very easygoing song. There's not a lot of flash about it. He got the words right this time instead of, you know, he screws them up at the Bangladesh concert. He's had a few years to get them right, so he's got the
1: lyrics right. It was good. I love that you brought up the Bangladesh take because that one, granted, they were so much younger, but that one's so fast and upbeat and just, this one kind of sits in a bit more of a pocket. This one's, yeah. none of the songs were too fast this evening. The one thing I'll say is like... Listen to Honey Don't on the Um I don't know what this came into my head from the first All-Star band thing and it just starts so fast and Dr. John's banging, he doesn't even know what keys and just kinda banging. This one <laughs> felt a little more tightly in the pocket.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. He's 83, man. Yeah. You know? He's got a lot of holes in his pocket. Dipping in the pocket of a the raincoat. Then a big surprise. Baby, what a big surprise! I was not expecting uh what goes
1: on. Yeah, he only added this in the mid 2000s and I love the intro's always some iteration of this is the only Lennon McCartney and Starkey. It's so great. It's so fun to hear him say that. <laughs> and then he he did have
0: the sticky thing where he's like, "I think it should be better if it was reversed."
1: <laughs> Somewhere Yoko's <laughs> very angry and Paul's like, "Not a bad idea." <laughs>
0: That was real fun. I was not expecting that one for sure. I was not expecting that.
1: So that was fun, you know? Tony, you and I were in a the I'm gonna get cheesy for a minute here. You and I were in a theater together watching a Beatles sing a song from Rubber Soul.
0: Yeah, that was that was cool. That
1: doesn't happen a lot. I mean, what goes no. on was uh, Ringo, Ringo, didn't like I said, Ringo didn't play that live on tour till 07 or 08 right around there. At least it was on the li- the concurrent live CD at the time. But yeah, I mean, our chances to hear a Beatles sing a song that they helped write or play on are beginning to dwindle. That's why these tickets were not crazy pricey. They were affordable. It was totally sold out. I didn't see one empty seat. People yeah. of all ages at the show. It was a party the whole way through. And this was just a big moment for me because I really took in how cool it was to hear a Beatle sing a song on yesterday and today. <laughs> so, so far, we've had Matchboxes on something new and what goes on is on yesterday and today. So we've had two American album songs so far. <laughs> That's how I judge it.
0: All right. Then it's time for the All-Stars uh, to each get their turn in the spotlight, beginning with Edgar Winner. From he wrote this for dazed and confused if I recall T J it was uh, free ride
1: yeah man Dick Linkletter called him up and was like did Richard Linkletter direct that no yeah. I
0: don't all right <laughs> yeah he did pretty sure that was one of my one of my favorites I also made that joke live too so maybe. Um, <laughs>
1: So this Tony Free Ride. Last time I saw the show, this was not the Edgar Winter spot. This was the Greg Raleigh spot of Santana slash Journey. And at ah. this point on the record, you get Evil Ways. And I got to say, with all due respect to Santana, although they lost a lot of credibility when they started just having hits with Rob Thomas, <laughs> I mean <laughs> that did you know. drive me crazy. Maybe I was at I was at the wrong age for Smooth because I was mocking current stuff and I was angry at Santana. I didn't like the song Push. How was Push not canceled back? in the day. I'm gonna push you around, they're gonna take you for granted. Oh, right, the Matchbox 20 song? Yeah.
0: Because it's a little bit dirty.
1: Yeah. I would say the bounce and the fun of free ride, I would definitely take over Evil Ways. I would too, yeah. And by the way, the Evil Ways on the record, the Ringo album hasn't ended yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, then we get the 10-minute version of Toto's oh, Rosanna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, again, this goes on way too long. However, you know, we, we called him the MVP. Uh, Warren Ham, Warren Ham comes through on Rosanna hitting those high notes.: So
1: who's going to sing the high part? When they used to do this, it was Richard Page of Mr. Mr. Huh? but he's not here tonight, buddy. It. Forget Warren Hamm, do it. those are hard notes to hit man yes and he did a great job I saw them in 2011 or 12 and it was Richard Page of Mr. Mister who was doing the high notes there too and again <laughs> there's a novelty thing he also sang <laughs> Kyrie a <laughs> with the key change <laughs>
0: Yeah. So that was fun. I mean, I like that. I like that song enough. I mean, again, I prefer the single edit (laughs) to the uh, 18 minute version that we got. But yeah, it was fun. Good job. Good job, Toto
1: It's fun to hear And let's just say Steve Lukather Who's worked with Ringo For a long time now He's like a badass Underrated guitar player Like it is This is a reminder That for all the pop Of Toto And the cheese Of Rosanna And Africa And all that stuff Like that man Can play guitar He always could He still can He's like a legit you, You can file him Under rock He's a great rock player
0: He is. Yeah. I mean, he shredded. He did shred. I I got some Guitar Center vibes off that, but, you know,
1: (laughs) it's the hair. That's
0: me. (laughs) It was the hair. Wait, that's a wig. Oh, no, I think even he made a goof on it, too. Uh, Somewhere in the set, he was goofing about his own haircut saying he was like going to the same stylist as Carrot Top or I don't know he said something like that (laughs) topical
1: good job Steve they also all introduce each other which is really sweet and they always do that when when one member passes to the other and again like there's one on record I keep going back to this but like Roger Hodgson being like and now my brother one of my closest friends Ian Hunter (laughs) it's all really ridiculous but they uh, Edgar Winner was crazy Edgar Winner was just like like an insane person at a revivalist church church like Wolfman Jack without a purpose <laughs> <laughs>
0: so thank you Edgar uh, then yeah then we go into average white band pick up the pieces fun song I like this this is one where you get up you can dance I, I, it's got kind of steppin quality you know shout out to Chicago steppin Suddenly I feel like breakdancing
1: Suddenly I feel like Irene Kara, singer of the hit song, breakdancing Okay, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I need to say another magic moment because I don't think I've seen this before. Hamish Stewart was a massive part of McCartney's band at one of the most important times in McCartney's career. The comeback of Flowers in the Dirt and then Threw Off the Ground and the resultant tours. Hamish Stewart was the backup bass player, guitar player, sang all the harmonies, so it's to me, again, I'm overstating how cool it is. But yeah, it's not often that you've had a guy tour with Paul and tour with Ringo. That's pretty neat. Yeah, man.
0: I think he's done a lot of work um, socially for guys named Hamish.
1: <laughs> and I think he's got a lot of work to do coming up later. <laughs> As <we> talk, oh, <laughs> more oh Hamish Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was OK. Pick up the pieces. And I think I mentioned this when we were at the show they do a snippet of this in the live at Nebworth version of "Coming Up." Hamish starts playing <laughs> a snippet of this as they do almost like a Chris Whitten's doing a solo, and it's it's a little embarrassing. It's got the dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is fine. I, it went on too long. And it's further proof that every average white band song, the only lyrics are just saying the title repeatedly. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's beef jerky. It's, uh, it's an old uh, something they, they got from the champs <laughs> of tequila 100%. fame. 100%. Tequila! <laughs> uh, then we turn it over to Colin Hay. And we get some men at work, beginning with Down uh, Down Under. Great song. I like Men at Work, so this is uh, out of all the guys, I think Colin Hay is my favorite all star in this incarnation. 100%.
1: Whoa! Warren Ham fluting it up. Yes, yeah, Ken. Play that flute, Ham! <laughs> it's a great song. I love it. Colin Hay's presence. And he's played on and off with Ringo forever. I saw him in, in a show in the early 2000s with Ringo. Like his songwriting's great. His performance is great. He's still got the same Colin Hay voice. He sings everything yeah. in, the, in the original key, which his is really voice, impressive.
0: Man. And he hits those high notes. He, he does the, you know, the trick where it's the one octave and then third verse go up an octave. And it's like, yeah, you feel that you feel the energy
1: switch up. It's pretty brilliant. I kept thinking seeing him on stage at the same time as seeing Steve Lukather. Those two men helped make more money for Columbia Records in 1982 and 1983 with those (laughs) albums. Like there's a lot of like somewhere there's like the ghost of Columbia Records. is up Because like it's true, like those are two of the biggest hit makers of a very cool window in pop music, you know? Yeah, man. And throughout this whole thing, Ringo's playing drums.
0: Quietly back there, you know, he's doing his thing. A lot of his fills are uh, floor, Tom and snare related. I think he lets Bissonette do most of the busyness and he lays down kind of the accents.
1: Yeah. The Africa solo we'll get to later. Totally. Because (laughs) Bissonette's going doom, 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 doom. And Ringo just goes doom. (laughs) It's
0: great. Yeah. And then Ringo's behind the kit and singing for boys bringing the tempo up.
1: It's special to see Ringo behind the drums playing and singing the song as if it's 1963. It is yeah. extraordinarily lovely to see it as an 83 year old man for Ringo to be able to have that energy and perform that way is a gift. It is a gift to Beatles fans. It's almost like spiritually I was thinking at the show and I I wasn't, I don't know that I was going to say this out loud, but I, I might as well, cause it's honest it's almost like the longevity of Paul and Ringo is a spiritual way to overcompensate for the tragedies of John and George. Yeah. And how young, I mean, obviously George didn't fall at the hands of a of a maniac with a gun, by the way, banned guns.
0: No, it was a maniac with a knife that, you know, probably contributed to his earlier demise than it could have been it's
1: certainly worsened his recovery um yeah that's for sure i think that was a turning point obviously but yeah i don't know we're so lucky to be able to to you know paul mccartney's doing a tour of south america i think and ringo just came to chicago like we're lucky we're very lucky as Beatle fans to have this
0: yeah man totally and to think about it like He's been singing this song for 60 years. That is, a, you know, and probably longer because I want to say he sang this with Rory Storm, you know, before he joined the Beatles. So he's been singing this song, you know, since it came out, I guess. I love this one and it's called Boys. <laughs>
1: Next up is a song that he didn't do last time. In fact, last time, and this is the album, he does, you know, maybe his best song from the White Album, Pass Me By. <laughs> That's right. Isn't it listed that way on the Greek record or something? Yes, it's listed as Pass Me By. <laughs> pass me by, make me cry, make me blue, cause you know, dark. And I've seen him do that before, too. But hearing him do I'm the Greatest, which he did early when he was touring, I'm the Greatest was awesome.
0: Yeah, that one I was not expecting. That is when I'm like, oh, shit, I am not expecting this
1: one. Brought the house down. And all I want to do is boogaloo. Hey, mama. One of John's most underrated great songs and only written for Ringo. That's also something I yelled out. And the people, this is the first time that people in front of us hated us. I should say me. (laughs) When they go, this is one that John wrote for me. And I go, nobody told me. Yeah. That woman, (laughs) she (laughs) stared (laughs) daggers at you. (laughs) Sorry, she don't like milk and honey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's more of a something in New York
1: City. Man.
0: That was fun though man. That was perhaps one of my favorite moments of the night was hearing I'm the greatest. I was not expecting that one. That was cool.
1: Absolute highlight of the night. And I would take it over Don't Pass Me By. We already got a cute Ringo composition <laughs> with with what definitely. goes on. But yeah, I'm the greatest over <laughs> definitely. Over, over Don't Pass over, Pass Me By.
0: <laughs> All right. Then they did a little thing. Where they began to play "Day Tripper," mm-hmm. and the crowd goes crazy immediately. Then he stops it and says, "I'm not going to sing that one." <laughs> <laughs> oh, what! <laughs> <laughs> Then what did they
1: play, TJ? Well, next up was a cool tease of a certain song called Please, Please Me. And the energy was right on and the key was right on. And uh, Lukather's on an acoustic. Yes! Yeah, all right. Come on, man. Nope.
0: It was another tease. But how
1: cool that they chose that. I agree. Please, please me again, too. Yeah. It's as if Ringo's admitting it should have been on the Beatles one. And whomever handled that <laughs> compilation in 2000. Hey, Capitol, whoever, Parlophone, now called it, whoever it is. Let me reissue Beatles one. And together we will kick off from me to you with Glee and the cast of Glee. <laughs> oh,
0: <Whoa. laughs> well, oh, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, it's none of those songs. It's Yellow Submarine, which (laughs) to me, to me, you know, oh, wait, we could have heard Day Tripper. Oh, we could have heard Please Please Me, but oh yellow submarine got it
1: yeah you have to come on mean, yeah you have to but
0: i mean i don't know i feel like
1: <laughs> it's the worst kind of fake
0: out yeah it's like yeah. when the
1: opening band is better than the than the the headliner
0: yeah so you know yeah you got to do yellow submarine it's one of the songs uh yeah so that was fun it was fun you know you all, all sing the call and response it's fun it's fun
1: yeah. The early Beatles, yesterday and today, and the American revolver and the British right. Yeah. you know, Yellow Submarine in concert is the equivalent, not of importance because of how closely it's associated with Ringo, but Yellow Submarine in concert to Ringo is Ooh blah Dia blada Da to Paul live. It's just a light moment yeah. that everybody yeah. knows. You sing along. you don't need to hear it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. Well, then Ringo, you know, he's had enough. Uh,
1: (laughs) I've had enough of the all-star band. I've had enough of old bad songs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He goes off. He says he goes to drink his juice, he said. He didn't specify what kind of juice, but... I'm guessing prune. <laughs> you always guess
1: prune, though. Well,
0: i for you, I'll be in my dressing room having my
1: juice. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping on gin and juice laid back.
0: So it's time for everyone to get some juice. We got some beer juice mm-hmm. during Average White Band's Cut the Cake, a.k.a.
1: Pick Up the Pieces, Again (laughs) (laughs) The poor man's cousin To pick up the pieces It's the pastiche (laughs) Cut the cake Is the Ruttles version Of pick up the pieces (laughs) If you like Pick up the pieces With slightly different chords Hold on The big
0: surprise Is Another average White band song (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Somebody pinch me Somewhere Neil Innes got some money for this, I think, cut the cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we went and got a beer for that and then uh, came back for Frankenstein. Edgar Winter. Good stuff. Had the uh, the keyboard out, the guitar. Keytar came out. Yeah. That was nice.
1: That got an applause moment. Uh, Frankenstein was kick-ass.
0: Yeah, it's a kick-ass song. It's like the media song they played that night.
1: And it led to a really cool moment it became just Steve Lukather on guitar complimenting a little, but Greg Bissonette doing like a drum clinic where he played riffs (laughs) to some of the most recognizable rock drum solos of all time as Lukather provided sparse, but very effective accompaniment. That was a highlight of the show to me like Greg Bissonette Clearly is We saw him at Beetlefest He's clearly amazing And it didn't feel Show-offy or stupid It felt awesome
0: Oh right. Yeah Tickets arrive for A version of Tomorrow Never Knows
1: Steve look at their skeleton on
0: the tar. Yeah. Yeah, it felt just like a drum, roulette, jukebox, name that tune kind of thing. It was kind of fun. And then they kicked back into the Frankenstein riff after all that. Yeah, but they had to. <laughs> that was big fun.
1: If you look closely, they wheeled up Bissonette and brought in Bernard Purdy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. I saw that. We saw that. <laughs> So then Ringo comes back. Now, this is what I heard him say. I heard him say, how was it? Was it musical or was it magical? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they Did launch I... into flying for Magical Mystery Tour with R- Ringo <laughs> dominant vocals.
0: Yeah. Ah, they didn't do that one. No, no. He goes into Octopus's Garden, which is fun. <laughs> they played both aquatic numbers from Ringo's repertoire.
1: It is very rare that Ringo puts both these songs in. In fact, he's talked about not wanting two water-based songs in the show or <laughs> wanting water-based lube. <laughs>
0: water-based. He wants juice-based lube. <laughs> That's what that juice is. Juicy it's juice.
1: Zero percent lube. <laughs> lube. <laughs> it's a great campaign for them. But even in the 2019 show... Instead of Octopus's Garden, he did your 16 in this spot. Fortunately, someone let him know, hey Ringo, you can't sing that anymore. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't hear that one. <laughs> it's the first time that I have heard seeing Ringo Live, both Yellow Submarine and Octopus's Garden. And that was pretty cool too. I don't know that he's done that on any other tour. Okay. That's cool. Yeah.
0: And then he goes right into back off Boogaloo, which is also a fun moment. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you told me this song was about Paul, maybe? Well, that's the way I've always heard it about Paul. Ah. Wake up, meathead, don't pretend that you were dead. Meathead? He calls him meathead, right?
0: Doesn't he? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Wait, was. Oh, yeah, no, you're thinking of the sitcom Paul in the family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, Mr. Bunker. No, let me tell you something, Mr. Stivic. You are a meathead. <laughs> And meathead, dead from the neck up.
0: Meathead. <laughs> well, maybe let's we'll save that trivia for uh, when we do a deep dish on Back Off Google. Yeah,
1: someone tell me if I'm wrong, but I've always interpreted that song as Ringo taking a shot at Paul. Oh, okay. I never heard that Give one. Give me okay. something tasty. Everything you try to do sounds wasted. I think that's sort of like, like John saying the only thing you ever did was yesterday. Now it's just another day. I think that's Ringo commenting on solo Paul interesting
0: but it was Ringo who objected to the lyrics of how do you sleep if you recall Ringo was like that's too far
1: yeah but they were all angry at each other at various points you remember Paul went crazy on Ringo for not playing the drums on uh, the revolver tracks on Broad Street you know Ringo's <laughs> Ringo didn't want to play he's like Ringo's like I've played these songs before <laughs> why why do you want me on Long and Winding Road again guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah him and Dolly Parton got into a big fight too <laughs> well regardless that was a fun song to hear
1: it was great tony in 2019 he was doing that your favorite song anthem from ringo 2012 so it's great to hear like at least this song was on blast from your past nobody (laughs) wanted to hear anthem at the time (laughs) no no
0: well yeah man actually one of my Highlights, I think yours too, probably was uh, Men at Work, Overkill. Colin Hay, good stuff, man. Overkill.
1: What a great song. I think that it Work's best song. There's a great acoustic version of this that was used on Scrubs. I'm not a Scrubs fan, but it's a great version of this tune. A worry over a situation. I know we'll be all right. Perhaps it's just imagination. Day after day, it reappears. Night after night, my heartbeat shows the fear. Ghosts appear and fade away. My favorite Men at Work song, it was performed so great
0: yeah yeah that was just fun that was just one i don't think we made too many comments we were just enjoying this yeah we were
1: really into that one the people in front of us who apparently hated men at work are like now these assholes aren't doing bits we don't understand much like our audience
0: a little bit so thank you for that that was cool and not the last minute work song of the evening a teaser
1: but my favorite non-ringo moment and i think to your point yeah colin hay's my if uh if ringo's the mvp colin hay wins the cy young <laughs> i thought warren ham was the mvp warren ham's the most improved player because oh. he started out as a poor mark rivera carbon copy that's not true he's the mip right okay. he's the mip Who's the MPL? Uh, <laughs> Sir Paul is the MPL. Oh, who's the WAP?
0: <laughs> Edgar Winner. Hundred <laughs> percent. I said certified
1: free seven days a week. Sweat ass puss. Make that pull out game
0: So then.
1: <laughs>
0: so then. <laughs> So then we get, uh, oh, it's time for Toto again. Uh, Toto gets to play the longest songs. I mean, actually, Frankenstein was probably the longest song of the night with the drums and all that. But yes, it's like an 11 minute, 12 minute version of Africa. Africa.
1: A massive hit, one that was fun to hear live, but yeah, this song, this song needed a single edit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, there's footage of us uh, saying "cancel Toto" during the song.
1: You know, Tony, nothing says 2023 what, like seven old white men singing about Africa. <laughs> Cancel yeah. the Ulster, man!
0: No, no, cho cho cho. No, no. So, that to me, the strangest part of the night is the next song. It's the average white band covering an Isley Brothers song, Work to Do. Like, that's where I'm like, what is going on?
1: I, I, I This is also when I started yelling, Figure of Eight. <laughs> right yeah man uh, i don't understand this one uh he hamish god bless you he does not get an extra track on the album why why does hamish stewart need for example when greg lake was in the show and that's the one with roger hodson and sheila e and all that greg lake only got two songs Mm -hmm. i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure lucky man and i think carnival nine carnival nine was the mid-show set and howard jones just fucking nailed that keyboard part and that was <laughs> wh- 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 back during the ringo nap time when he's watching old vhs tapes of shining time station the ringo's nap in that tour was carnival nine but um yeah tony i love the original isley brothers version of this it's one of my favorite soul tracks i love it It's the energy of it the strut of it I don't need this my friend
0: the no. average white
1: band version was 8 minutes of my life i, I would like to get back
0: i mean if they're going to do a cover like if of of, of anything it's just like well I want to hear Cannonball by the Breeders. Can you guys do that one instead?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to hear Cannonball by (laughs) Supertramp? I'd like to. (laughs) I'd like to hear it. (laughs) Uh, You know what would have been cool here to honor his time with Paul? Because one of my favorite moments ever, and I got this when I was 14 years old, Tony, and you would have too, seeing Paul and Hamish sing Ebony and Ivory together, which I've always called Ivory and Ivory. Hamish Stewart should have sang Ivory and Ivory. (laughs) Right after Africa Cancel everybody Cancel everybody
0: (laughs) All right, then we get uh, Then Ringo finally gets uh, another song Uh, He teased us He he started asking if there was any Like young girls in the audience And we we got petrified (laughs) Yeah, like don't do your 16 Don't do it Don't, yeah, don't bring
1: Michael Richards out What's going, what's happening, <laughs> what's going on Please welcome <laughs> Special All-Stars, Michael Richards Woody Allen And Louis yeah. C.K Louis <laughs> C.K, Jimmy the Greek's Here too, <laughs> let's get them all together
0: The new All-Star band, no, thankfully He did not do uh, Sweet 16 He went into I Want to Be Your Man
1: Please welcome Gary Puckett <laughs> Oh, I Want to Be Your Man, okay. He got into the year 16 There it is. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was cool. That's one that anytime Ringo's done live that I want to be your man live is Ringo's rollover Beethoven with Clapton and Harrison. This is one that can never find that rock that the original has. Yeah, I mean,
0: sure. Yeah. Those live versions from the era from like 64 or maybe even 65. Those versions are great where he's just screaming it. Um, 66 where they're a little more Druggy and blah 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 and then we get This version which has the energy It has more energy than 66 but you know There's something to be said for Youth and uh, you know Quasi punk rock or whatever
1: well, There's something to be said for musical youth Especially when you need the duchy Who else is going to pass it to you <laughs> <laughs> This generation Rules the nation Now,
0: okay, man, the next thing up is Edgar Winner doing Johnny Be Good. And that was, I liked that a lot more than I thought I was going to. It felt less showbiz pizza band. Like it felt like, oh, I felt it. It felt like a good time. Motherfucking Chuck Berry, rock and roll American, Norman Rockwell, super duper USA, number one song.
1: (laughs) It it totally did. What you're saying is it totally fit your nationalist tendencies. This is my right a right given by god tony because these are actual rockers rocking out and doing it for love not like it didn't feel like a like a grammy awards or rock hall of fame yeah showbiz pizza romp they felt really invested in playing this and this is also a tribute to edgar winter's brother johnny winter
0: right right r i p right yeah Yeah. I was not expecting three Men at Work songs, but we got them. We got all three. We got the three hits. And uh, Who Can It Be Now featuring Warren Ham, Hamming it up on that sax. I like this song. Good one. I like Men at Work.
1: great song yeah it, it brought me back to a very cool time when of that era of 82 83 84 when these songs were ubiquitous and unlike the toto songs which didn't stick with me quite as much the men at work songs have never really stopped enjoying they're always a blast to hear
0: yeah man and i would put this last toto song actually into that category i think it's from 78 or something like that but hold the line there's something about that song it's like they almost invented foreigner or Maybe they were going on at the same time, but I always got a real foreigner vibe off this Toto song.
1: it's that, that piano intro that kind of shares a little bit with cold as ice. And that's when journey was doing those piano intros too. I mean, that yeah, that's okay, right. underrated late seventies, early eighties time for piano rock because it was dismissed as cheesy, but it's great playing. Hold the line is a great song as heard in an episode of WKRP. It's the first time I heard it, but it is nice. a great <laughs> tune. It swings. I love the lyrics. The singing's really good. Warren ham does a great job with the high parts here.
0: Yeah. As he's did all night. M. I. P. R.I.P. Warren Ham.
1: <laughs> W.A.P. Edgar W-K-R-P. Winter. W.K.R.P. <laughs> Edgar <laughs> Winter.
0: Um, that concludes the All Stars portion, and we get the last run of Ringo Starr live at the uh, Chicago Theater. One of my favorites. Photograph. Thank you, Ringo.
1: Yeah, it's, it's such a great song. I was surprised he didn't mention George in either a Don't Come Easy, which, of course, George wrote, or this, which they co-wrote and George produced. And Ringo, you know, he's got that wonderful line at the concert for George where he says, You
0: know, I love George. George loved me. And I'd like to do two numbers for you tonight. One, George and I wrote together. It's called Photograph. And uh, the meanings change now, of course.
1: And... I was surprised he had mentioned that, but at the same time, what a great song, and Bornham's great saxophone playing on this. It's a great tune.
0: Yeah, then. Act naturally, which is fun.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, second yesterday and today track.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean this—you uh, know—not one of my favorites. Uh, another cover. I would have preferred "Honey Don't."
0: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then you get the little guitar solo bits, yeah. and it, that's fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but to me, those two songs are pretty interchangeable, and perhaps uh, perhaps that's where the Honey Don't came in on. Uh, I didn't check all the set lists he did, but uh, yeah. 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 And of course, he closes it with uh, the one he always closes it with in recent years. In Whoops. My Car. <laughs> yeah. You yelled after that at one
1: point. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People. The one person who knows was mildly amused. Everyone else hated me.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's that's this podcast. It's, my, so. it's our brand. <laughs> it's our brand.
1: And now my brand is your. Your brand is my brand. <laughs>
0: yeah with a little help from my friends actually
1: no 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 Ooh. you are incorrect based on the official tour souvenir <laughs> album the song was called help from my friends help with an exclamation point <laughs> and <laughs> the beatles in semaphore <laughs> uh, okay so you got to do it with a little help from my friends It's cheesy. They add, I mean, they do add six guitar solos to it, which I know are coming because he's done this like this for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. This song becomes, this is the Africa of Ringo songs. We're just (laughs) inflated. But it's lovely. I mean, again, we have Ringo singing a song from Sgt. Pepper in front of us. And it's a little like, hey, Jude, overplayed doesn't mean it's not special. (laughs)
0: it's a good time it's a good time song i was talking with my friend john barlow my bandmate and he'd seen uh, the all-star band at ravinia a couple years back and he was just saying like how like you just couldn't help but you know sing this song when it comes on it's just a good time song and it's it's harmless it's spreading his message of love and peace Mm -hmm. love and peace now everybody it's love and peace but still no more fan mail please and no objects I'm warning you With peace and love But I have too much to do uh,
1: They segue from this Into uh, Maybe the greatest Lennon-McCartney song I mean, In terms of their Their partnership uh-huh. No they, they They go into uh, Give Peace a Chance Which is kind of neat Paul's done this before too Many years ago Paul he ended that He first added this To the Lennon medley In, in 1990 And that tour of Europe And hearing Ringo do it now It really does feel like A nice salute to John To end the show yeah! What'd you think? Yeah, man.
0: Actually, when give peace a chance happened, I first thought it really was going to be Hey Jude, the na 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 bit in Hey Jude. I was like, Oh, we're doing Hey Jude. But it was like, Oh no, it's give peace a chance. It was a good time. Yeah. I was singing Yoko's part during that. I was having a good old time.
1: I was singing Yoko's part during the Johnny Be Good on the Dick Cabot show. (laughs)
0: Yes, you were. We all were at the end there. We were all (laughs) screaming at the end.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was. It, it's a neat moment again. The connection to John, the connection to George. I yelled "private property" at one point. He can't do one Paul song. He's got think Warren Ham.
0: Warren Ham could nail those saxophone parts. He could, right? But no one would know that song, TJ. I think four uh, b- four people would know that. Song.
1: If you have "Stop and Smell the Roses" or "Starstruck," best of Ringo Vol. Two uh-huh. on Rhino Records,
0: right. And I would say out of our listenership, who are all pretty much Beatle nerds, I would say 3% of our listeners know of those records.
1: But of that 3%, I'm the one percenter. I got starstruck on vinyl, cassette, and CD, different track listings. Do you know that the Broad Street soundtrack has different timings for like five of the songs based on (laughs) formats like you get a different eleanor's dream on the cd the vinyl and the cassette well that's for another episode we are going long yeah that's why (laughs) that's why you have to own all three (laughs) (laughs) must collect i put the wreck in records tony um yeah it was it, it was very special being at a sold out ringo show in our hometown, I will throw this in very quickly for those who who read about the dangers of Chicago and this, that, and the other. Chicago's got some problems, yes, but walking around with you on one of the last nice nights downtown, right there yeah, in the man. loop, um, we walked from Billy Goat Tavern to Chicago Theater. It was safe and wonderful. Don't believe the haters when it comes to Chicago. Don't. It is arguably the greatest city in the country. I'm thrilled to be from there. I love you, Chicago. And experiencing that show with you, Tony, on a cool Chicago night is something I will always remember, my friend.
0: I will too, man. That was a really good time. It's a world-class city. Oh, shout out to... Star Club member Glenn Kay. We were yeah,
1: oh, yeah, we saw Glenn. What up, Glenn?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> caught him after the show. We talked about the show with him. How have many times have you seen him, Glenn? This is the first time. Oh, yeah, me too, too man. Yeah. Me too. All right. Yeah. He, he messed up the lyrics in Octopus's Garden. Did you catch that? I missed no that. No idea. He said, we were too busy acting. Uh, yeah, talking. About? <laughs> he, said he would shout and swim it out. Yeah. He reversed it. And Uh-oh. he caught himself. He almost messed it up. But then he
1: said, We'd swim about and shout. All right. Yeah, you think that's that? Yeah. No, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, but I'm going to call the Tribune's concert desk and have them break that.
0: <laughs> and that was such a good time. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you like us, feel free to subscribe to us. Give us a nice like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a nice review. Thank you to our producer, Casey, for producing this episode.
1: Yeah, we don't say thank you enough to Casey. And that's because people need to know their place.
0: <laughs> Untitled
1: Beatles Podcast
0: like and subscribe